What's up guys welcome to Everyday 101 this is Karan i am a career coach and today is sunday and on every sunday i take certain questions that i get throughout the week so stay tuned maybe you will find certain questions that you have been looking answers for and this might actually solve some problems in your career as well so stay tuned for that so let's get started quickly and let's see what is the first question that i got so the first question is what are the best career opportunities outside india for an ma in economics now economics is a great subject i also took it up uh, although i left it uh, behind uh, maybe i won't complete it it's from a distance course why did i pick it up i didn't really have some kind of uh, career outlook for it but i just wanted to learn but when i started learning i realized that the knowledge that they are giving in a in a degree is it's very you know bookish it's very um, theoretical and i didn't really like it but still i love economics and i love to learn about it so i just keep learning 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 and learning um, it's a, it's one of my interesting area and that's why i know a little bit about economics and i think uh, it is a course that many people can take up if you are just starting up after your 12th you can take a bachelor's degree in economics you can take a ba- bachelor of art degrees in, in economics and if you are taking it up in a good college that would be amazing right because there are many job opportunities especially with the, Uh, this data science come coming up and t- demand for statistics going up which in fact economics also has certain part of statistics which you can find out and as well there is a there is some t- sort of research uh, capabilities research uh, opportunities in economics and especially if you go outside india you will find a different kind of economics over there because in india the indian economics it's it's really different if you go into the west because we have a different models i mean the concepts will be the same but the work things and how it actually works are quite different and it's really amazing i mean you can go outside you can work as an economist you can join world bank or some place like you know even a place like uh, imf they hire a lot of economic graduates if you go to a good college outside or if you are just really really capable in economics besides that you can go outside and become a researcher an economic researcher or uh, an economic uh, scientist as they can say right so you can also pursue that besides that you can also work in finance because there are, there are certain specializations in economics as well which cover the financial markets so a lot of uh, finance jobs also um require you to have a economics degree in you know if you don't have a finance degree so that's also really good so i think these are the top 3 careers number 1 is definitely you know in data science number 2 i would say finance where you can actually work and number 3 is in as an economist or an economic researcher so these are really good opportunities you should look it out if you really like economics because that's really amazing let's look at the question number 2 question number 2 is what is the career scope in sociology the truth is there is not much career scope in sociology because you know this is a kind of subject which is really really theoretical in real life it might apply some of the concepts might apply you might start working as a you know you can actually start working as a uh, psychologist you can also start working as a some sort of career counselor or these kind of careers right but uh, if we look at it that way i don't think there are many sort of opportunities for you out there uh, besides you might if you can join a good institution you can take academic research in sociology but besides that i don't feel that sociology 
is really really good uh, because it's sort of you know not really amazing besides that one great career in sociology or after sociology can be human resources where you can take a bachelor's degree in sociology and then take even a master's degree like an mba or master's in human resources or something like that and then you can make a career in human resources as well so sociology i think that would be best part and if you wish to give back to the society you can also work at a lot of uh, different kind of ngos they are doing really good work and they generally require sociology graduates and wh while i was talking about it i just came there this this amazing thing that came to my mind and that is think tanks there are just a lot of think tanks in india which hire sociology graduates as junior associates so basically you will be doing research over there think tanks are nothing but organizations which think about problems and think for the solutions that you can apply and then maybe they can be either corporate backed where you know a corporate will be applying that knowledge or generally in case of sociology if they'll be hiring you it is generally will be backed by either it's an ngo or it it will be backed by the government so you your theories your research will be used by government or you can push that so that government can use it ultimately it's up to them to use it or not hmm let's see question number 3 question number 3 is what career option do i have after graduating is it okay to go for a post graduation in mathematics absolutely i mean mathematics is a great subject you can pursue a post graduation degree in mathematics i'll tell you what pursue a degree in post post graduation in mathematics and side by side also learn about data science because if you are a mathematics graduate you know uh, if you are studying mathematics it is possible that you are great at mathematics and if you are great at mathematics there is a huge possibility that you might become great at you know machine learning or data science why i do i always talk about machine learning and data science because guys this is the future this is the thing that everybody should be knowing in the future i would say even if you are not going very very deep into it you can simply work in business analytics or data analytics which is not as mathematical heavy but still it's a corporate job it pays well and there is a good career progression for that so i would really really suggest you to if you are pursuing a graduation or post graduation in mathematics or if you are really good at mathematics then you can pursue a post graduation in mathematics or statistics and it is worth it if you know where your worth it is and that worth is in uh, corporates which are hiring you as data scientist or machine learning engineers besides that for that you might have to learn programming and you might have to learn their concepts a uh, machine learning or data science concepts and with that you might need to have all of the mathematical knowledge and statistics knowledge so if you are going for mathematics you can go for that if you want even better you can go for statistics but maths even maths is okay hmm question number 4 how can one make a career of one's hobby of reading so the question the person who has asked this is asking me that uh, she actually has a hobby of reading and how can she make a career in this here's the truth right i love reading i love learning but nobody is going to pay you for reading and learning the closest part i would say is to uh, maybe pursue a phd in your field of uh, education and then start working as a researcher where you will be learning where you will be reading a lot where will you will be researching a lot or even not then you can pursue a phd and you can become a phd scholar and after that you can become a professor and then you can you know continue your, your habit of reading because work hours are not that uh, humongous they are really really comparable they are not too much just make sure that you are pursuing phd from a good institution because that only then it will be matter you know it will really matter but 
as such there is no not really a career which will give you you know you you can complete your hobby of reading except maybe being a librarian which again libraries are dying why because everything is getting digital so i don't think there is really a career but yes you can try a career as librarian but it won't be a really great career because firstly it won't pay you much secondly you know those libraries might die so you might not have a job security in that situation however you know if there is universities you know government universities if you can get a job as a librarian over there uh, then for which you don't really need a lot of uh, degrees or a lot of skills uh, you know you just have those limited skills that everybody needs for handling a library so in that case you might find a lot of time to read and i think i don't think there is any other career which will pay you to actually read and read and read so a librarian it is hmm question number 5 and this is a really good question because you know uh, i always talk about uh, going to google and doing your own research but uh, so the question is on which topic has the internet not provided you satisfied results or information now this is a little bit you know you can say it's different from a career but it can be you know career related because there are just a lot of careers for which there is not enough information on the internet and i'll tell you what it is number one if you wish to become a spy right if you wish to work with the government there is not enough information about that i mean there there are stories and there are you know general processes but there is not something that you can actually learn over there i mean it's very limited second thing even if you want to make a career as cyber security analyst or cyber security researcher or a security researcher or a ethical hacker then for that even there are just a lot of jobs out there but the thing is that it's it that material is not freely available on the internet right at least not the good one you can get started as a basic uh, uh, you know someone who is starting with the basics but after that there is a possibility that you might not get very advanced in that field because there is not much knowledge over there because you know even i have posted some questions on quora answer to some questions related in cyber security on quora and they removed my answers because they thought that it is too hands on and it is too technical and i did that during my college time so it's it's kind of funny because people really don't like you know the word hacking so again that is a career where you might not find a lot of information and the third part is you know if you if you are looking for any enterprise technology like there are many sap modules there are many uh, you know there are there are many salesforce modules and similarly any corporate technologies any enterprise technologies you might not find very uh, huge knowledge about it like i once worked on this uh, module called sap hybris right so it's a sap product basically i worked on that and i couldn't find much information about it on internet i mean there was some basics and there was just you know some docs for even for which you need to have a id and that to corporate id because only then you will really be able to access it so you know those enterprise technologies there is a possibility that you might might not find uh, for that i think this question was really something you know general question but i made it for the career wise so i think i answered your question really really well hmm question number 6 question number 6 is i hold a phd and i would like to know will i be able to get a teaching job if so is that easy or not here's the deal even if you get a phd there is no guarantee that you will get a teaching job as a professor because you know there are just a lot of people who have phd's and they don't get it because they are not simply not good enough 
and even during PhDs, you know, there are certain subjects in PhDs. Even, you know, it's kind of sad. I have seen even top institutions of India, top central universities, which are taught, uh, totally top those guys are actually pursuing a PhD because they are getting a stipend for that. They are getting a cheap place to live and they are not really becoming uh, good scholars. They are not researching on something great. They are just doing something for the time pass and, you know, just to kill their time and maybe just make some few bucks because they know that with time they would probably come up with something and they will just graduate and become a PhD. And in that situation, it becomes really difficult to get a job as a PhD. However, uh, I would like to tell you that if you don't want to get into a professorship or something like that, and if you have a PhD in suppose computer science or mathematics or statistics, you can have a really good job or career in uh, opportunity in uh, machine learning and data science because they have just a lot of them. Uh, similarly, if you are actually just looking for a professor job, then you need to be really, really good in the field that you have uh, done your PhD because PhD is basically, I would say that, you know, even though majority of people in any country don't have much PhDs, still there's a huge possibility that, you know, a PhD is going to die with time because people are not coming up with good research. So it's become basically waste of money, public money, waste of corporate money because people are simply not researching enough or good enough at least those PhD holders. Hmm. Question number six, what are other emerging technology and has a futuristic career other than AI and data science? So again, this is a really good question because I really always, almost always talk about data science and machine learning. So the person is asking, what are the other emerging technologies? I'll tell you what those are the uh, emerging technologies are and have a futuristic career. It's blockchain. Blockchain is huge. I mean, it's it's just the tip of the iceberg that we have scratched. So blockchain has just a lot of information. I mean, it, the information on online internet, uh, it's, it's limited. But if you can start working in this, you will learn really, really much. So blockchain has a lot of future. Secondly, cybersecurity, again, it's one of the neglected thing by the corporates because they don't really care about cybersecurity unless they get hacked. So it's kind of stupid, but I think it's going to increase as well. So cybersecurity is a lot of careers. Uh, third one is IOTs. Again, not many people use it. I mean, everybody is almost all, sometimes they might have used it. Like if you look at, suppose, um, Google Home, right? It's it's a small product or Alexa, right? If you, if you might have used that. It's sort of an IOT, right? Internet, uh, Internet of Things, basically, which basically means the things that are connected with the internet. So if you might know, there there are ACs which are connected with the internet now. There are refrigerators which are connected with the internet. There is like complete home network that is connected by internet. There are smart routers as well. There are smart uh, purifiers, air purifiers. So, you know, IOTs again have a lot of careers. So these three careers besides machine learning or AI and data science. There are three other careers, blockchain, IOTs, and uh, you know, the third one is IOT. So it's, it's really amazing. Actually, you can try that out, but it's obviously all five of five of them are really, really difficult. Uh, but if we, I would say what would be the easiest one among those, I would say that it's uh, cybersecurity because uh, it's, 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 it's just more easier because it is basically, you know, again, it requires problem solving and it requires you to have a creative brain and innovative brain. But again, if you have knowledge of some tools, you can get a good career in this. But that's not simply true for data science or machine learning. That is really, really exhilarating for your mind. Hmm. Question number seven. Let's see question number seven. I think I covered question number seven. So I need to cover question number eight. Question number eight is, 
I have a two year gap after 12th class and a one year gap after BCA. Now I'm currently doing an MCA after completion of the MCA. If I go to an interview, will the gap affect my career? Yes, it will. If you are going for corporates, if you have any gap after 12th, after 10th, uh, after your bachelor's degree, then it will really, really, you know, affect, it won't affect your career, but it will affect the interview. Why? Because corporate really look for people who don't have any gaps because, you know, they, I, I think it's stupid because generally people have these gaps because, you know, they might have some health issues or they might, they might not be able to make up their mind. So they, they should consider it. But I mean, if you have the skills to land an interview, then uh, these gaps shouldn't really affect you, right? If they are asking you any question, then tell them that this was a problem that I faced, right? And uh, that's why you had that gap because they need to understand it because if they are not understanding it, then it's probably not a good place to work. So if they're rejecting you on the basis of that gap, then it's probably not a good place to work. And I would also suggest that if some, some company has rejected you, just a person for a gap, you should not apply to that company because that company won't hire you in most cases. So you shouldn't apply to companies where, you know, they really don't like gaps. And it's just the corporates. If you go to mid-size or small-size companies and even some corporates, big corporates, they don't really care if you have a gap, they only care about your skills. And if you have those skills, you can do it. So you might ask me like, what is the other, uh, you know, way around it? If I have a gap, what do I do? You tell them that you have a gap. You tell them that uh, you, whatever you did at that moment, maybe you tried something new, maybe it was some health issues. Maybe you were figuring things out. Just tell them whatever it is and tell them a good story at that moment. Maybe they will hire you, but even if they don't, don't make it up, you know, don't take it up really up to your head. Don't think that it's a big deal because you can easily get a job at any other place if you have the skills. So focus on learning skills and you would probably be fine with that. So I have covered eight questions. Let's take another question. Question number nine. It's, uh, it's, it's about an mechanical engineer. It's about... The person is asking, I am a 2020 pass out BTEC mechanical engineer with 45% marks with two years gap. I'm currently 25 years old. What skills should I learn if I want to start my career in the IT industry? You know, this is really, really difficult question. And I would like to tell you that, you know, there are certain things that is not in your favor if you are starting in IT industry. Number one is that you have two years of gap. Corporates don't like that as I discussed in the previous question. Second thing is that, you know, you have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. So even if you had a degree in computer engineering, that would have been much better. So a lot of companies don't hire mechanical engineers in IT industry. Third situation is 45% marks. Generally companies really look for 60% marks and some companies look for 55% of marks. So 45% of marks is really, really low. So it's really difficult to get a job in, in an MNC at the start. But what you can do instead is, you know, just learn those skills. And if you have those skills, uh, you know, you are asking me about the skills that you should learn to get a, start, a career in IT industry. So what you need to do is right now, you know, don't focus on applying for the jobs because you are not ready yet and you will simply not get selected. What you are supposed to do is learn one programming language, learn one database, and probably you will be okay with it. Just learn any programming language and become better at it. And besides that, if you want a really good job, then maybe learn a framework like React or Angular or these kind of frameworks, depending on what, what is your, uh, you know, what is what you are interested in. So for the skills to work in IT industry, it's a general thing that I would like to suggest you is that you need to master one language. And by mastering, I don't really mean that you need to have a lot of experience. What I mean is that you just simply can pass the interview, right? 
just that good just just that good of a master so just one programming language like don't talk talk about c i mean there are not many jobs in c but if you if you will learn .net like c sharp or if you learn uh, java python ruby javascript which is again great language javascript is a great language just learn any of those language and learn one database like mysql mongodb or some other database whatever interests you and i think you will be really good to work in it industry also please learn software engineering concepts there is just you know thin book that you can find or you can find it online there is a complete software engineering concept because if you will really understand it then it will really help you in working in it industry and you if you think that you know your profile is simply not good enough apply to a smaller company and not an mnc because there's a possibility that you might get a job over there than a corporate hmm question number 10 Question number 10 is again very unique. Uh, the question is how did cheating in college affect students work after graduating? Did it affect their ability to hold down a job or to accurately do their job? No. Cheating in what? I mean copied assignments or maybe cheating like sitting in an exam, you know, cheating from asking questions, answers uh from the person sitting in front of you or behind you is that kind of cheating? It doesn't matter. I have seen people who have cheated and they have got a job and they are they are having a great career they are earning more than a lakh everybody cheats I mean not everybody but uh, a lot of people do cheat uh, that that's kind of normal I mean at least even if you are copying assignment that is cheating Te technically that is cheating and it doesn't matter because that is just stupid I mean I I think it is stupid so it doesn't matter if you cheated like that but if cheating is more based on uh, something you know on the personal basis on the human basis or the something or the interpersonal basis then that's bad that that's probably going to hold you down and you might not be able to do, do your job really really well because you need to have great interpersonal skills so i think i have covered 10 questions today and i think uh, that's enough for today so thank you for listening uh, because otherwise this episode will become really really huge and i don't want that because nobody is going to listen to that so i'll come with to on to the next sunday to ask these questions and if you want to send me your questions you can send me on my instagram account you can send me on linkedin you can search me my name is karan fogat my instagram account is karan_fogat signing off